Jack Evelyn here with my good friend Matt Sloan at Graph of Alchemist. What's this about 0% interest at Nissan? I know, Jack. I can't believe it. Christmas came early, I guess. Nissan is offering 0% financing on the Rogue, the Murano, and the Pathfinder. Wow. It's unheard of, but makes for a fantastic payment for you. Great way to save money during the Christmas holiday season. Come check it out. Good through the end of the year? It's good through January 2nd. Stop and see Matt and the gang here at Graph of Alchemist. They're making friends. Great afternoon, Mid-Michigan and beyond, and welcome to The Drive with Jack, the Spotlight Radio Network. Hope you had a great December 25th. We are here for uh, the next four days and looking forward to ending the year with some great guests. want to start with Dan Miller. He is the voice of the Detroit Lions on radio and also sports director, lead anchor for Fox 2 in Detroit. Dan, how are you? Doing good, Jack. How you doing? Well, I guess a lot of people in the state of Michigan couldn't have had a better Christmas gift than the yeah. Detroit Lions delivered for them, right? No, I've had a lot of people, you know, reach out and tell me they had people crying in their living room and yeah. uh, feeling all the emotions of, you know, 30 years of, and more in some cases, of disappointment and gut punches and things like that. And to yeah. see that team go out and handle their business and eliminate the drama as best as possible was, was a very important moment, I think, for the franchise and for this whole group. It's just, it's, it's, there's so much left out there, but this is a big step. And maybe it was appropriate, Dan, that this division-clinching win came in Minnesota, a place where Lions teams had gone to die for about a quarter century uh, not that long ago. And to get a win there, to put the Vikings out of the division race and, and basically end it, and to do that on the road, it doesn't get a whole lot sweeter than that. Yeah, and, and this is by design. The NFL has done everything they can to get divisional games late in the season, and I think it's a great idea. And this is uh, this was a game against the defending NFC North champions, and as you said, a team that you know had beaten up on the Lions pretty regularly over a number of years, and. You know, Detroit's been able to turn some of that around recently, but that shouldn't be lost on anybody. But, you know, all of it is, is, a, is, is a changing of the conversation and a changing of, you can say a changing of the guard, but it's one year. But it's, it's just another example of what Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell and Sheila Hamp have done with this organization to change the norm and, and to allow us to dream bigger and expect bigger. And this was, you know, just a, a moment in time. And, and like I said, very quickly you realize, and Dan Campbell said today's press conference, the biggest, you know, opponent they have right now is complacency. they got to get ready to play the Cowboys. There's, there's huge things out there for them right now. Maybe a one seed, right. maybe a two seed, right. and, and everything right. that comes in the playoffs. So it's wonderful, it's important, and that shouldn't be lost on anybody. But it's, it's really when all is said and done – it's another step. I don't think I've seen fans around here in a long time, Dan, watching these other games the same way. Uh, maybe they liked the 49ers. Maybe they didn't. Maybe the same thing with the Eagles or the Cowboys. Now they're watching with a vested interest in this, and they're thinking about, okay, if this happens, then this happens to my Lions. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me. I've been doing that since about week two. People have been laughing at me. <laughs> um, I, I have been rooting against the other teams in the division, but it's, uh, 
look, it's fun. I mean, to be in the mix and to not just be a spoiler, to not just be, you know, a footnote in the season at this point, like, you know, the Lions have so many times, and to be able to just uh, be a part of it and be in the fight and have these games mean something and have every snap have significance is is something these fans have, have wanted for a long time. And, you know, when you're into it now, it's just it's a wonderful feeling and it it's just the contrast to being out of it and being a also ran or being somebody just asked to step aside while everybody else moves forward is is significant and i think that's what everybody feels and um just that, you know and and more than that just the lack of disappointment for for a, a lack of a better way to put it just not to you know, take a gut punch, not to be set up for something and have it taken away from you. And I think that was that was the important look. If they lose that game in Minnesota, man, all of a sudden this thing's getting interesting, and nobody needs that. All of a sudden you're coming back thinking, well, man, they got to beat Dallas, or, or man, the Green Bay's got to beat Minnesota for you, or you're coming back and we get a team playing for the division title. So um, it was just, it's nice to see a team just handle their business on their own and not need the help of somebody else. So when this game was going Sunday, and you saw Minnesota coming back, and it looked like the Lions were in good shape, and then uh, here come the Vikings. You knew they weren't going to go down without one final gasp, and they got it close, closer than a lot of fans wanted. But the Lions have a knack of coming up with these big plays on defense. I don't know how many times this year we've seen it. By the way, your call on that last interception was about as good as it gets. Well, I, I appreciate that. And it was, you know, my, my look, I'm feeling the same thing everybody else is feeling. It's a mix of, of angst and hope. And, and as I'm watching that, number one, you realize they've got the best receiver in football. I mean, look, Jefferson's just a freak. And, you know, the Lions had him covered, double covered, bracketed. I mean, you know, I, I talked to – couple of the coaches after the game and they were just like I don't know what else we can do with some of those and he does that to people so there's always that fear and you know as they're driving down the field you are thinking in the back of your mind man don't let this happen but there, there was also a mix of you know I think they got down to like the 31 or whatever it was in that, that yard line you're thinking they still have to get it all the way in there they still have yeah, to score yeah. a touchdown it's not like they're getting into field goal range. So I, I think that's what, what kept you hanging on. But that was enough to get your attention. That's for darn sure. And, and, you know, thankfully, you know, he didn't throw a very good pass there at the end, or maybe that's a different story. And obviously, if he made a terrific play on the football. So it, um, it, it, it's exciting. And, and, you know, the, the balance that you kind of had going into it was, this is a big deal, but there's just still so much left out there. But you had to take this step. You had to finish this. And someone told me last night, actually, it was a, a day and a half after it happened, that uh, they didn't like to see T.J. Hawkinson get injured. But they were really glad he wasn't out there. And uh, maybe the nightmare of nightmares would have been if he had caught the winning touchdown. And I understand now he's out for the season, so... A lot yeah. of Lions fans who, who really liked T.J. Hawkinson and admired what he did are sad about that, but uh, glad for the result. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's apparently an ACL and an MCL, which is terrible. And that's going to certainly take him right up to the edge of next season and then maybe into yeah. next season. And you, nobody wants to see that. And 
Um, but look, it, it, it obviously changes the game when Jordan Addison and TJ Hawkinson aren't in there. And nobody's going to feel sorry for them, just like nobody feels sorry for the Lions when they're missing guys. And, you know, Minnesota didn't say, hey, we won't run up the middle because Ali McNeil isn't there. So it's, it is part of the game. But just like it is a factor when the Lions are missing Amon Ra or Frank Ragnow or somebody like that, and it's a factor when Minnesota is missing, you know, Kelsey or Jones or, or one of those guys, injuries are part of this game. And it was a part of this game against Minnesota. And, yes, you, you don't want to see anybody get hurt. But at the end of that game, it certainly changes the way you play when those two game-breaking players are not in there. We're talking with Dan Miller, radio play-by-play voice of the Detroit Lions and uh, lead anchor for Fox 2. When you think about this team and all the things it does well, Dan, what is the one thing that gives you the most confidence that it could make a playoff run? The offense. I mean, that's, that's by far the strength of this team right now. Uh, and the, fact the running, that, the passing, well, which, I which area? I think both. I think both. both. The uh, balance, look, right? I mean, look, Minnesota had terrific. Look, look what they've done the past yeah. several weeks against Chicago, Minnesota, and Denver. Three teams that came in ranked high against the run. And the Lions have been able to just churn it out against them and, and put up big run numbers. And even in this game, 135 yards between the two running backs against a team that was top 10 in the NFL in run defense. And so it is that balance. And that balance is what makes Jared Goff, I think, as effective as he is, and in particular in play action. So, look, the strength of this team is their ability, when they don't turn it over and when they play the right way, to move up and down the field against anybody. And it gives you the hope that even if the defense is struggling – you can win a game 42-41. And there may come a time where they have to do that. We saw them have to do that against the Chargers. Because if you ask me conversely on the other side, and maybe I'm jumping your question here, what concerns me, it is their pass defense. And in particular, going into a game like this against Dallas, you know they're, they're struggling at the second cornerback spot right now, opposite Cam Sutton. And Dallas flat out flies at home. They're seven and zero at home. They're fifteen and one the last two years at home. They flat out, you know, just move, and their offense moves just differently than it does on the road. So, um, what gives you hope, and and what gives you that feeling that the Lions can endure a lot, is the ability to score on offense. It's a top, you know, whatever scoring offense, the top three total uh, yardage offense. So it's 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 really really good. Um, but what gives you pause sometimes is that defense. And even yesterday you looked at it, they gave up a ton of chunk plays over 20 yards to the Vikings. And that's, it is hard to make a living like that. And they've yeah. got to shore that thing up as they get into tighter and tighter games. As you look at the other teams in the NFC, Dan, I don't want to say any one of us, any one of them would scare us, but which one would pose the most daunting task for the Lions? Um, I mean, look, I, I think San Francisco with their varied offense, look, if Brock Purdy's going to throw four picks, that's a different story, but that's not yeah. his norm. So I, I just think the way that San Francisco choreographs things, uh, I could see that giving the Lions pass defense problems. 
Um, you know, obviously Hertz is, is mobile and uh, he maybe hasn't looked as effective recently as he has throughout the body of his career, but um, he's still got that ability to get out of the pocket and hurt you with his legs. And uh, he's got outstanding weapons to work with there. That concerns you. I mean, and look, if you have to go to Dallas and face that offense, that's a concern as well. And even if they come to Detroit and are playing indoors, they just seem to be different there. So, you know, I can come up with if look, if these teams get to that point, there's a reason. I mean, if the Lions are playing the Rams with Nakua and Cooper Cup and yeah. Stafford throwing the ball, that could be a problem. And that's not, yeah. you know, me tipping my cap to anybody other than somebody you should tip your cap to. It's got nothing to do with Matthew Stafford having played here for a long time. That's a high powered passing game with two outstanding receivers and a quarterback that we were all familiar with what he could do. So I can run up and down the NFC and tell you why there might be some things with each of these teams that concerns me. But on the other side of it, I think there's things that, that the Lions offensively can do against them. Uh, hopefully, Aleem McNeil's back by then. That's a big difference on this defensive line. Hopefully, C.J. Gardner-Johnson's back. That's a big difference in the secondary. So it's all fluid. But there's a ton of respect out there for anybody that gets to this point and is still playing. What do you think the reaction would be, and a lot of things have to fall in place for it to happen, but for the Rams to come in here, Matthew Stafford to come home, uh, obviously everyone would like to see him uh, do well the rest of his career other than one game. He already has the Super Bowl that uh, a lot of people hoped he would have a chance to get. But uh, the reaction to him that day, uh, you know, would be very popular here. Uh, I think it would be a unquenchable desire to send him home. I mean, I don't think there would be any mixed emotions from any Lions fans whatsoever. I would not. Yeah. I'm not. Look, the, the emotion, and I didn't exactly love some of it, to be honest with you. I got it, but mm-hmm. you know, I didn't buy the yeah. Ram Lions or whatever people were calling that thing. But, um, look, if he comes in here, um, it's probably going to be a long week leading up to it with a lot of stories that, you know, I get it, but I'm also kind of over it uh, and, and, you know, love the guy, wish him well, happy he got his ring, but I, I don't really need that storyline. There's enough of a storyline for the Lions yeah. to get back in the playoffs. So, um, yeah. look, I, I, I have no ill will towards Matthew Stafford whatsoever. I appreciate every ounce of mm-hmm. – you know, his body, soul that he gave to this organization and to this city, everything he did. Right. But there's, there's, there's nothing in my heart that would feel good about Matthew Stafford winning a playoff game in Detroit. And, you know, it would just be a, another guy and probably amped up more so because people would just not want to that, – that's, that's another demon you'd like to slay and, and, and another, yeah. you know, Lions-esque moment that you wouldn't want to have to endure if he came in here and beat him. Yeah, and with Jared Goff uh, up against him, too, that, sure. that adds to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Uh, you know Matthew Stafford a lot better than we do, probably as well as almost anyone in the media. How do you think he would react to that week? We know what a competitor he is. Yeah, I think he'd be fired up and ready to go. Look, I think he always is. I don't think he'd, he wouldn't give you anything. You wouldn't hear anything about it from him because that's the way he is. But I think, you know, given that opportunity to come back into Detroit, knowing how competitive he is, 
Look, it would mean a lot just because it's a playoff game and you're playing to get to the next week. I don't even know how you ramp that up. How, how does it become more important? Um, but there's obviously emotions and feelings that come into it when you're coming back to a place where you have have you played and, and had varying levels of success and failure along the way. And, you know, you can assign that wherever you want. Um, obviously, a lot of that wasn't on him. Um, but it, it it would be, I think, something that he'd be ready to roll for. But trust me, and, and knowing him, if, if he has to go to whoever wins the NFC South or whoever wins the NFC East or whatever, he's going to be just as fired up to go. Dan, who finishes second to Dan Campbell for NFL Coach of the Year? Or is uh, John Harbaugh still got a lot to say about this? I mean, I think they're, they're obviously in the hunt, and he's obviously done a great job um, in, in Baltimore. And, and, you know, just as you could look at that game last night on national television and say that ended Brock Purdy's, you know, uh, MVP yeah. hopes, you can look at it and say that that's the kind of game that everybody stands up and take notice. And, and if you're a voter that, you know, maybe hasn't paid too much attention to – what John Harbaugh has done to this point, then he's back on your radar. So it's funny how those national games can kind of shape the narrative for what people are looking at. But, I mean, obviously those two, um, you know, I think that would probably be the, and I'm just trying to run it in my mind right now, the two that would that would jump out at me. Um, and, and Campbell, look, winning the first division title in 30 years and, and – winning however many games they end up winning, I think that's going to get a lot of attention from people. And uh, so, yeah, I think those would probably be, and I haven't looked at what Vegas says right now, but those would probably be my two uh, guys that I would look at in terms of where they're at and how they're doing and and, uh, the the leaders in the clubhouse, if you will, right now. Right. And it changes so fast, Dan. Uh, Think back a couple weeks ago. It wasn't that long, and it was Dak Prescott's MVP to win, and then it was Brock Purdy's. And today, uh, he's been passed by Lamar Jackson and his 49ers teammate, Christian McCaffrey. A lot of people. That's that's the ups and downs of the season. I mean, you lose a couple, and then that happens. And, I mean, I think. You know, Mike McDaniel's a guy that's going to get some votes from people. I mean, he's Definitely. done a great job down there. Definitely. And, you know, yeah. they could win 12 or 13 games before all is said and done. And, right. Um, right. You know, so I think there's there's obviously a number of guys that are doing a great job. I think sometimes it comes down to, okay, what were expectations versus results? And are you you penalized if your team was expected to win 10 to 12 games at the, head of, at the beginning? I mean, you know, I think people thought the Lions might, but let's face it, there's not a ton of faith in the Lions at times for, for what they can do, and, and Dan Campbell has made that a reality. So I think that he's absolutely right in there, but I think there's still two weeks to go in the season, and, and a lot can happen along the way. Dan, when you're playing a team like the Cowboys in Jerry World, is it better to face them when they're maybe questioning, reeling a little bit, a couple of losses, or uh, would you rather not do that and think how angry and desperate they're going to be? Well, I don't think they have a choice, but I, I think that <laughs> it's probably, you know, you're probably going to get an angry team that knows they need a victory and, and is still fighting yeah. to find some way to pass Philadelphia, although that seems highly improbable right now with the Eagles schedule the rest of the way. So 
Um, look, I think it, it, more than anything, it's a prideful team that just wants to get back on track and start winning again and, and put on a show in front of their fans, which they've done, you know, for the better part of two years now. So, right. um, you know, I look at this game and, and I look at that game that the Lions had this past week. I mean, they had four drives of, of 14, 13, 13, and 14 plays. And that's almost what you want to do against this Dallas team. You want to keep the ball away from them, grind it out, don't let them run up and down the field. And, you know, if you're scoring and maximizing your drives and it just happens to take, you know, five to seven minutes for each drive, that's probably a great game plan for the Lions. Now, you can't always make that happen, but I think that certainly um, there was some blueprint in, in what they did against Minnesota that, that might work against Dallas in terms of keeping the ball away from them. Uh, Tan, I was in Chicago uh, in the middle of the week, a little mini trip there, and uh, I happened to catch a show you were on, uh, I think it was Fox 32, Mm-hmm. And uh, they were correspondents around the NFC North. It was very entertaining. Uh, do you have fun doing that? I do. Thank you, yes, for saying that. It's uh, it's a show that the general managers of the four stations that cover the Packers, Bears, Lions, and Vikings put together this year where one of the sports anchors, Hammer, just did it today for us. Uh, we tape it on Tuesdays goes on the show and, and gives the perspective from that city. It's a half-hour show. I know Chicago airs it on their channel, and um, the others, I think, stream it uh, as well. So, uh, yeah, it's fun. It's, and it's, you know, these are the people that we see when we're on the road and, and that we talk to, and, you know, we're living parallel lives, kind of doing what right. we're doing, and they're covering their teams and doing what they're yeah. doing. So, yeah, it is fun to kind of kick things around. But if anything, it gives you an appreciation for – just the amazing ups and downs of an NFL season. You talk to somebody after a win, and, and man, everything's great, and the fans feel great, yeah. and the players feel great, and the coaches feel great. And you talk to somebody after a loss or two, and, you know, it's, boy, what are you going to do in the draft and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So it's it, it really it gives you an appreciation for the juxtaposition between one city when things are going well and another when things aren't and just how fluid that is. Is it available over the air on Fox 2? It is not, but it is on our, our uh, yes, we do stream okay. it, so you can you can find it there. Okay. And it's, well, uh, so. after the Lions make a long playoff run for next year, uh, that's something you can add to your over-the-air coverage because the insatiable desire for Lions coverage is going to be at an all-time high. Last thing for you, Dan, I'm thinking about the wild nature of the National Football League and the Oakland no, Oakland, the uh, LA LV Raiders, they moved around so much. The Las mm-hmm. Vegas Raiders came into Ford Field and looked abysmal, wound up with a coach getting fired. And then they get shut out by the Vikings 3 nothing at home in Vegas. The next week, they put up 61 points, 63 points, excuse me, 63 against the Chargers. And yesterday they did something that I didn't think was possible. Uh, they won in Kansas City without a single passing yard for the last three quarters. How does stuff like that happen? I, you know, I have no idea. And believe me, as I, as I kind of thought about all that and what, what stuck out to me was, you know, if they had just figured out some way to get two points against the Vikings, we might not have had any drama this past Saturday. <laughs> so, it, right. you know, so it's really just – one of those things or Sunday it's just one of those things where it's the inexplicable nature of this league where you can be up and down like that and it wasn't lost on anybody that you go from you know zero points to 
running up, you know, 50 at halftime or whatever it was yeah, against yeah. the Chargers. And, you know, they're playing for their coach. They're playing to get into the playoffs. I think they have like an 11% chance of getting in or something like that. So it's, right. you know, they're, they're, they're fighting for something that's not entirely likely, but they've been through a ton this year. But, man, Jack, if you, if you could explain <laughs> that whole scenario from week to week to week, yeah. um, you'd break Vegas. Uh, the reason Vegas exists is because we can't explain those things. Yes, and they are absolutely. inexplicable. And there's nothing to that, that you know can prepare us for a three nothing game or a team laying sixty three on somebody else or you know Dolphins putting up seventy earlier this year against somebody else. So it's just man, that's this league. That's that's why we come back every week. That's why the seven days in between each game are so special because. They give you a period of time to believe that your team can do something, even if the odds seem stacked against them, or to fear that your team, you know, will fail to do something, even if it seems like the odds are, are very much in their favor. It's, it's the unpredictability of it that keeps us coming back. If we knew what was going to happen, it probably wouldn't be as fun. So it certainly wouldn't be. So it's, uh, it, it's what drives us crazy, and it's what makes us love it. <laughs> We're talking with Dan Miller, play-by-play voice of the Detroit Lions. Dan, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Have a great time in Arlington. I'm looking forward to it, Jack. Thank you very much. To everyone who wants a meal made just for you, let our team member Arish share what makes Culver special. We know the best meals are the ones shared with the people you love, like our cooked-to-order butter burgers and our real Wisconsin cheese curds. And there's no better way to treat yourself than our creamy, fresh, frozen custard. I put the same care into your meal that I would for my own family. Come to Culver's for a meal made the Wisconsin way. From From Wisconsin Wisconsin with love, welcome to Delicious. Hey, Spartan fans, when you want the largest and best selection of Spartan gear, Alumni Hall is your ultimate shopping destination. Come get your officially licensed gear, Nike, Champion, Columbia, Yeti, New Era hats, tailgating gear, and more. MSU students, faculty, and military receive 10% off in-store every day. And you can earn cash back with their Hall Pass rewards. Alumni Hall, located in Eastwood Town Center near the Apple Store, or shop anytime at alumnihall.com. For the ultimate Spartan shopping experience, it's Alumni Hall. Time for a career change? Looking to make a difference? Dean Transportation is looking for compassionate people to join our dedicated team of school bus professionals. Dean Transportation has immediate openings and offers paid training to obtain a commercial driver's license. With increased starting pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling with weekday hours, and more, Dean Transportation may be the career choice for you. No experience needed. Apply now and train all summer. Head to DeanJobs.com. So, it's been a while since you've had your jewelry cleaned and inspected, right? Where will you go and who will you trust with your most valuable and treasured heirlooms? At Meadowar Jewelers' four locations in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage, jewelry isn't just our job, it's our passion. Each and every piece entrusted in our care is thoroughly inspected by our trained staff against damage or normal wear. And we offer you, our customer, the highest level of quality on repairs and custom designs. Whether it's worn-out prongs, channels, or shanks, it's all handled with incredible care. 
Medawar Jewelers in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage want to help you preserve your memories and offer you options on creating new ones. Come in today for the cleaning and inspection of your jewelry. We continue to work hard every day to earn your confidence and trust. Jack Ablin here with my good friend Matt Sloan at Graph of Okemos. What's this about 0% interest at Nissan? I know, Jack. I can't believe it. Christmas came early, I guess. Nissan is offering 0% financing on the Rogue, the Murano, and the Pathfinder. Wow. It's unheard of, but makes for a fantastic payment for you. Great way to save money during the Christmas holiday season. Come check it out. Good through the end of the year? It's good through January 2nd. Stop and see Matt and the gang here at Graph of Okemos. They're making friends. To everyone who craves a handcrafted treat, let our team member Sephora tell you about a Culver's favorite. We make our thick and creamy fresh frozen custard in small batches all throughout the day. And we mean all day, every day. From our supremely rich shakes and concrete mixers to our freshly scooped dishes and cones, we handcraft every bite to pure perfection. Come to Culver's and get a taste of our fresh frozen custard. From From Wisconsin Wisconsin with love, love, welcome to delicious. Hey, Spartan fans, when you want the largest and best selection of Spartan gear, Alumni Hall is your ultimate shopping destination. Come get your officially licensed gear. Nike, Champion, Columbia, Yeti, New Era hats, tailgating gear, and more. MSU students, faculty, and military receive 10% off in-store every day. And you can earn cash back with their Hall Pass rewards. Alumni Hall, located in Eastwood Town Center near the Apple Store, or shop anytime at alumnihall.com. For the ultimate Spartan shopping experience, it's Alumni Hall. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Priceline. 